Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Biebs. I'm joined by my co-host, Chen. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We're about to dive into a little Week 12 recap, preview Week 13, go through a couple of the highlights of Week 12. As always, buy, sell, hold. And then at the end, we're going to close out with a little uh, little QB power rankings discussion. But before we get into all that, Chen, how you doing on this fine day? Oh, probably like 15 to 20 pounds heavier. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a great Thanksgiving weekend. It's some traveling, but uh, I feel like personally, and this might be different for everybody, um, Thanksgiving is like the best time to get casual fans, especially, you know, family members that are casuals into football. And because you're forced to, right? You're, you're, you're around with the family. Might have some people we haven't seen in a while. But football just brings everybody together. And it really brings the state of Wisconsin together. <laughs> when we go out and we not only hammer Detroit, but to the point where, I mean, we they were, I believe, plus eight. It was like eight-point favorites, something like that with Vegas. Um, and that final score doesn't really portray what the game was like. I mean, personally, I was at my girlfriend. It was her family's house. Game starts 1130. There, you know, lunch was at noon. So the entire, like, first half of the game, I mean, it was all Packers. For those who haven't seen it, defense put on a show. Um, I mean, right off the rip, Christian Watson gets a big game. But I, I, I don't want to flip this back right away. But because everyone knows what I'm going to say. Like the Packers, uh, we're five and six. We're living the dream. We're probably going. I mean, at this rate, we look at our remaining schedule. I know we got Kansas City on Sunday night, but there's a very real shot we make the playoffs here, and it's it's really not that out of the question. We got like the Giants on the schedule, Bears, not a huge deal. From the Lions' perspective of contenders in the NFC, what does this say to you? You got a primetime game at home. This is supposed to be kind of you put your 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 foot down in the neck of the division and say, we're nine and two. This is the North is ours this year. That didn't happen. What are your thoughts? Oh man, what a great first off, what a great question. Uh man, that's poof. Uh look, the Lions and my response is twofold, right? So I put myself in my shoes. Let's say this was the Chiefs. Right. Mm -hmm. In the exact same situation. You know what I would say? Nah, not too worried about it. Or if it was the Eagles. Nah, not too worried about it. So why? Why is my reaction different with the Lions? And uh, the answer is obvious. Like the Chiefs are proven. Eagles have been to a Super Bowl. The Niners are proven NFC championship last year. And this is the first time the Lions have been here in, well, uh, since World War Two, um, as, as we discussed last last week, the Lions hadn't been eight and two since 1941. But um, wow, I I I don't, I'm not gonna panic on the Lions. Like I, I'm gonna be reserved. I'm gonna say it's a long season. They're a proven team. They're proven winners. It's it's a long season. You're gonna have down games. But I would be remiss if I don't say that my eyebrow isn't raised to hmm, same old Lions. Like, yeah, 
it, it's toxic a little bit, like toxic media behavior. Like they have one bad game. They haven't played a bad game all year. They really haven't, even their losses. They haven't played horrible all year. It's the worst they've looked. They couldn't pass protect. The offense couldn't get rolling against a, a, a half health. Like I, the Packers had nobody in this game. Like they were not. That's why I thought, the, that's why I thought the Lions were going to win because like the Packers were down so many players, no Aaron Jones, no Alexander. The list goes on and on of guys that were on the injury report for a short week game too. This was on a Thursday. So I was just expecting the Lions to roll. Um, but for some reason, man, the Packers just came out on national TV and looked like, I mean, dude, division winner contenders, right? Like, you can't really argue that fact. Uh, but to, to yeah. say that the Lions haven't looked that way against the Packers is naive, too, because they blew them out earlier in the year. It was quite literally a flip of the script. So yep. to answer your question, uh, not panicking on the Lions at all. I, I really think that this game showed us more about the Packers and specifically about Jordan Love than it did anything about the Lions like honest to God um absolutely the Lions are going to be fine I think that they're going to make the playoffs uh whether or not they can win a playoff game that is a discussion I'm willing to have because of games like this you look at like the Vikings of last year teams that oh are they frauds are they legit um however I you know, I would lean towards the Lions do win a division. They probably win a playoff game. But if they get a bye that puts them in the NFC Championship, I find that a little, like, that's just – that's a lofty hill to climb for me. Um, but they're yeah. going to be – like, I trust Dan Campbell to get those. When we get to it and we're getting predictions, I guarantee my logic is going to be Dan Campbell's going to get these guys juiced up. They haven't won a playoff game since 1991. Like, they're, they're not going to come what? out flat, right? Like, uh, they're going to be well coached. They're going to play a good game. But – I'll flip it to you. What did what what does this do for your opinion of Jordan Love and the Packers' future? I would say, in my opinion of Jordan Love, I, I don't think I I've been really in either camp this season in, in terms of. I knew we needed to give this guy some time. There's been some great positive signs. But on the flip side, I wasn't naive to like, all right, in terms of quarterbacks in the NFL, he's got the lowest completion percentage. From what we've seen, he had a couple game-ending interceptions. Those things at face value, especially when you watch, and the eye test is a big thing. Um, when you watch guys like C.J. Stroud is like the biggest one that comes to mind. Of They just have it in the sense of the – when you're on the other side of the hash and you're delivering a ball and it's right on the money <laughs> like that, you can't stop that as a defense where I got to roll right and hit somebody on the left sideline. There's not a lot of coverages or play calls. You can dial up to stop something like that. Um, I'm not saying it's, we're going to get it all the time. Like Jordan loves going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, but he, he can run. He can make every throw. He is the entire physical skill set of what an NFL quarterback should have. And the guy's been mentored by Aaron Rodgers for the past two or three seasons. So logically, um, I love the fact that we're the youngest team on average age on the roster in the NFL. We're like 25.4 or something like that for our entire roster. This team will be better next year. And if we able to sneak into the playoffs and just get exposure this season – that's a huge win. Um, 
and we're going to get into it later because I know we got some quarterback rankings. But uh, Jordan Love's stats are not too far away from some guys we have in the upper elite. I know you know who I'm talking about. Um, I would like to. Uh, I would like to. I, let, let's do a small trivia show for those listening at home uh, and you. I want to see if you can get this. Uh, one of the following stat lines is Jordan Love through 2023. One of the 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 other one I'm going to read is another QB in history. All right. Um, mm. So Jordan Love through the first 11 games of his career, 2,599 passing yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, five and six record. QBX, we'll call him, right? Sometime in history through his first 11 starts. 2,599 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions, five and six team record. Do you know who QBX might be? Mm. So QBX could potentially be a guy in New York named Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it is Aaron Rodgers. It is Aaron Rodgers. What a guess. 2008 Aaron Rodgers. What a guess that is right there. Oh, man. I also would like to, uh, and give me a second to pull this up, but um, Jordan Love has better stats than current odds-on MVP favorite Jalen Hurts this season, mm. might I add. Um, mm-hmm. Which, look, I'm all for context. Jalen Hurts is obviously a better quarterback right now than Jordan Love. I'm not going to make that, you know, context. Right, uh, right. You know, they're they're ten and one. They just won a great game against the Bills yesterday. We'll dive into that. But um, I just read Love stats: twenty five, ninety nine, seventeen and ten, five and six record. Well, Jalen Hurts, twenty four, ninety seven yards, fifteen touchdowns, nine interceptions. Nine and one record going into this week. Ten and one now, but it's right interesting. There. It's interesting, man. Let's uh, start the conversation. What context? And and when it comes to the Packers specifically, like I'm going to pull up their their schedule this year, and you know they're five and six right now, and it's one of those things where it's like I look back on our year and I see a one point loss to the Falcons where we were leading in the second half, right? Um, kind of got blown out that loss to the Raiders Raiders and Broncos Raiders and Broncos hurt and I know the Broncos are actually rolling and we're going to talk about them coming up but even let's just go with just the Raiders and the Falcons games in weeks two and whatever the other week was like yeah that puts you at seven and four and it's better than we were last year and those are two teams yeah and those are two teams but that's what you get with a young team and so from a Packers perspective Packers fans perspective and a Jordan Love believer from the very beginning and go check the receipts on that because it's true um it's not even posted anymore but I as as early as the day after we lost to the 49ers in 2021 I was calling for Rodgers to leave but um true sadly that audio doesn't exist anymore we lost the file but regardless 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 This is exactly what I wanted from this season. This performance on on Thanksgiving is all I need. This season is already a win in my book, and I don't think anything can change that barring an extreme extreme injury or extreme, like, collapse. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, we could go winless the rest of the way and we'd be on pace for the rebuild that I thought like we needed. We, we have a young team. They've played great, shown great flashes and good team in good games against good teams. As we just saw Jordan love had the best game, best two games of his career, the last two weeks, one against mm-hmm. a, a division opponent in prime time on national television on Thanksgiving. Uh, Go check the receipts from preseason. I said I would love if the Packers could sneak into the playoffs. I'm going to get all into them trying to sneak into the playoffs here. I'm rooting for the Bears tonight. The whole shebang, right? But yeah. if the pa- I also said if the Packers win five to seven games and Jordan Love looks good, I'll be happy. And I think we've got that. Absolutely. No, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree, man. It, it was a great Thanksgiving. You get great food. The Packers do that. I, uh and I do want to. I, I do want to stress too. Like I, I don't. The Packers roster still has some like things to figure out, but I think no, we no. are finally starting to see receivers start to emerge uh, in Jaden Reed specifically as like go-to guys, um, and it's not the guys we expected. It wasn't Dobbs or Watson, um, who haven't had horrible seasons. Watson's been banged up. But Dobbs has yeah. been all right. But Jaden Reed is just showing up as a consistent playmaker. And that's something that as a young roster, we haven't had somebody do yet. Wicks as well. It's consistent playmakers. Rashawn Gary. Oh, my gosh. I can't even say enough about Rashawn Gary. That might be a steal contract-wise. Oh, it's going to be. I know it didn't look it's like gonna, right away. Oh, it's like, going to be. Compared to what freaking Montez Sweat is making and, and Chase Young. Yep. Like, absolutely, that's a steal of a contract. Uh, and this was all without our best corner and Jay Alexander, right? So uh, we got to continue to draft well, but I would like to go a little bit off script here. We can spend a couple minutes. I forgot I wanted to talk about this, but I do I want to talk, talk about this. Yeah. How, how please, please uh, answer this question. I'm going to try and word this correctly, but compare two organizations, and I want to flip this on the Jets, okay, with Tim, yeah, Boyle, yeah. with Tim Boyle starting this weekend. And it's a lot of Twitter talk, so I want to, like, this has been a hot topic this week, so I kind of want to touch on it. Um, just discuss your opinion on how the Jets have handled their backup quarterback position and where their future might be with Aaron Rodgers, given kind of the control they gave him over this roster and kind of – how that might and and already has come back to bite them a little bit yeah uh no i'm glad you actually brought this up because there's some screaming red flags that immediately i just i gotta throw out there um one alan lazard was a healthy scratch (laughs) uh you paid the guy for four years for 44 million dollars that's that's a problem coaching schematics player i don't care um, on top of the fact you got Rodgers himself, who I know the Packers pick up a lot of dead cap, but it's it's the idea that you give Rodgers control over the roster. I'm not saying that this goes – I'm not trying to tie to basketball. With LeBron, everyone, whether you hate him or you love him, he's one of the top players of all time. Dude can't assess talent for anything. All right, I'm sorry. Like, there's just there's been a lot of moves. So they bring in D Wade and D Rose and his guys, and it doesn't work out. There's times, a couple times it does, but players, no matter how great they are, even Jordan when he tries to build the Hornets, like players themselves are just not as good as valuers as talent. I don't know what the science is behind that. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely messed with their team chemistry because it's gotten to the point where like Robert Sala is kind of delusional, like. 
I think Panthers today, they fired Frank Reich. I think that's on the spectrum of that's too early. I think you Wait, they fired Frank stuff. Reich today? They fired him today, yeah. And that's Whoa. something where, yeah, I, I get their 1-10, but you got to let that dude finish out the season because I have high respect for Frank Reich. I mean, Didn't it's they just hire him? Mind. This was his first year, right? It was his first year, yeah, with a rookie quarterback with a ton of changeover on both sides of the ball. Um, so that that's one of those things where it's like, all right, you you jumped the gun, but from the Jets aspect, there was probably three or four weeks ago, and I get Zach Wilson was playing okay ball, but they had a point to be like, let's try and compete, let's try and make this season still a season, and they were they were able they beat Philly, they were the one Philly like the loss on Philly's record is from the Jets and Zach Wilson, but you can watch and just you see it like. He's not the guy. Tim Boyle, I mean, all due respect, I don't know how he has a job in the NFL. Um, college, his touchdown-interception ratio is negative. Like, it's in favor of the interceptions by a lot at Connecticut. And even in the NFL, he just had these mind-boggling, like, where are you throwing? And we saw it on Friday. So it was no shocker when they just couldn't put anything together offensively like they have for the past two years it's so, just bizarre that you wouldn't bring in a guy like Carson Wentz. Get Matt Ryan on the booth. Something to give a spark because I just – I don't know what – and I love Robert Salas' defensive mind, but between him and Hackett, they can't hack it. Like, when you watch the offensive, <laughs> let me, let how me, you yeah. can see the player. You have Brees Hall. You have Garrett Wilson. You brought in Dalvin Cook this year who – I mean, geez, that that is uh, that is a gross. I wish Dalvin stayed in Minnesota because that has been terrible for both parties. Minnesota could use another back, and Dalvin Cook has been nowhere to be found. Uh, but I'll, I'll turn it back over to you because I know I've said a lot. <laughs> I'm very no, it's just, very well I don't know, said, and I agree with basically everything you said. I, I just like this is this is why the Jets are the Jets. Like, in, in yeah. My, my question is like, this is. Let me finish that sentence. This is why the Jets are the Jets and the Packers are the Packers. And I know that sounds real rich coming from a Packers fan, but but it's true. But it's okay. This is why the Jets are the Jets and the Patriots are the Patriots. This is why the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like I could use any substitute. I'm just using it because that's where Aaron Rodgers came from, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, with management doesn't have a backbone to tell their star player no. Uh, these are the things that happen, and your roster is in disarray because you signed Alan Lazard to twenty million dollars. I you, you signed Randall Cobb to X amount of dollars, and you brought in his buddy from who just had a horrible horrible season in Denver. You brought in his buddy, offensive coordinator, uh, which is all fine and dandy, right? It's whatever if he's going to play, but now you're in a position where he got hurt. You've screwed yourself. Okay, I, I let me just preface like this. When it comes to the Hackett signing, when you're pairing him with Rodgers, I don't hate it. Appease him. That's that, but yeah. that's the that's the line for me because make with your Rodgers. Yes, it's with Rodgers. It's a big yes. deal. Make your veteran quarterback comfortable in his system and and have full confidence. He's not learning something new. Perfectly fine. The, the system that he had a lot of success in. Perfectly fine. But it's when you bring in a guy like Randall Cobb who hasn't succeeded anywhere but Green Bay. 
a guy like Alan Lazard who wasn't even that successful in Green Bay. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's a great um, run blocker. Who's next? I guarantee you they're going to make a push for Bakhtiari this offseason. Mm, right. Thank you. It's got, I it's love they took Take the money. Course. Exactly. So it, it's becoming this thing where I, I, I'm very interested to see. I'll, I'll say it like this. I'm very interested to see the Jets locker room dynamic right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they, I would not be shocked if Salah and management is losing the locker room because of these decisions they've made. And it's shocking to me that guys like Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson and everybody else who's there, who's making this team even good at all are not losing their freaking minds. Uh, And it's one of those things where if it doesn't work now, Salah's job might be on the line. If Rogers comes back next year and he's not good, or if he comes back, God forbid, in week 15, apparently. We'll we can discuss that if it happens. Uh, and they miss yeah. the playoffs. I don't think you fire Salah after this year, but it, it, they've gone all in on this move, and it didn't have to be an all-in move, is my point. Like, like they, yeah. getting Rodgers himself was the all-in move. Everything else paired with it has been like, it's like when you watch a movie and it's like a Disney or you're watching a Disney show and they're doing like an auction scene. And the bit is that the character outbids themselves. They're like, <laughs> they're like, Oh yeah. 20, you know, no 21, no 22. And it's like, nobody's bidding against you. You're just raising your own price. Right. That's what the Jets yeah. are doing with this, with all of these Packers esque move, all these ex Packers and all this stuff. And um, look, it's, I'm just interested to see the dynamic, you know, Rogers retires. So how much time does he have left? Uh, how this shakes out with the Jets next year? Because I think the season is over. I don't think they're going to have the guts to fight for a playoff spot like they did last year at this time. I think they're fully out on Zach Wilson now, um, which, by the way, he's probably still the best quarterback in the building. I don't want to be that guy. but uh, No, but it's true. But yeah. like, like We saw how Tim Boyle played. Like, it, 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 and I think you said, you, you said it best. It's like why and i said this back then too is why when he got hurt sure roll with zach wilson he's your guy why are we not signing joe flacco to our practice squad like the browns did bring in carson Wentz. bring in Some. somebody rg3 for i don't know yeah how do you care but yeah rg3 yeah. would be great like yeah. some somebody just to have as a backup to zach wilson like mm-hmm. Mike White, like they didn't even have to let him go. Oh, yeah. They didn't even have to let Mike White go. That was the thing. That, that was just a choice they made. They did not have to do that. Um, yeah. And there's just so many better. I mean, sure, make a trade for a guy like Josh Dobbs, who's a long vet. I know he's worked out perfectly in you know Minnesota, and it's hard to replicate that. But yeah, but the A Rod injury happened before Kirk. Yeah. So that's the biggest issue. Is like. They yeah. had plenty of opportunity to rectify this and or to call Black about Friday James games Winston. Maybe well. they call about Jameis Winston. Maybe they call about Andy Dalton. But my guess, and I know it's a little speculative, my guess is is they didn't because they didn't want to tick off number eight. Yeah, yeah, and I think they Zach Wilson initially like they beat the Eagles. They hung in there with the Chiefs. It's like all right, we might be able to make this work. They're not making it work. I don't know how you can look at Nathaniel Hackett and what he did with Russell Wilson and think he'll make it work with Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle this year. Like, there's just no way he couldn't make it through the year with Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. There's and now no look way. at the Broncos. 
and now look at the Broncos. That's exactly. got to be – man, if I'm in the Jets camp, oh, man. Oh, oh, a lot of uh, – yeah. <laughs> man, oh, man. Uh, but and it's just funny, I guess. Here's the bottom line: is is funny as a Packers fan to see all these issues now in another franchise. Um, yeah, that, that, that kind of like riddled our lot, especially 2022 season. But even when we were going to NFC Championships and whatnot with the Matt Lafleur era, uh, just these you know kind of things that would happen with him. Where uh, I'm just not. I'm happy he's not on our books anymore. I'm happy. I love 12. He's always going to be, you know, a Packer for life. He's one of my favorite Packers to ever watch. Uh, made my childhood, but there's a lot that comes with them, man. There's just there's yeah. a lot that comes with them. And I don't know at this stage in his career if any many franchises would be willing to put up with it. Right. No, I, I, he's turning 40. You know, it's. And he's coming off an Achilles tear, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. But we can pivot. That was a little Jets talk. It's just been a hot topic of debate. I wanted to pick your brain about it. Uh, but we're yeah. on, this, on the we same page. Um, all right, we mentioned we mentioned the Broncos. Let's just talk about them. They won their fifth straight. They beat the Browns. Um, where are you at with the, with the Broncos, man? They gave up 70 points to the Dolphins, and ever since then they've been a pretty good football team. Like I don't know what it, it was, just a wake-up call or what, but – Five straight. They're six and five now. They're beating good teams. Um, where are we at? Yeah, I don't know if Sean Payton like went into the season and then like that game happened and he was like, All right, maybe I need to change my like Madden, you know, all Madden settings to like all pro or whatever. Maybe he just tuned back the sliders. Um I, I just I can't I <laughs> This was just never on my bingo card. It still won't, even if they make the playoffs, it still won't be on my bingo card. I just don't, when we see the disaster and a train wreck of what that team was last year, like, it is just mind-boggling to the fact that they're, like, solidifying themselves as a team that's being the playoff picture, and the Bills are sitting at the 10th seed right now. That is just, like, blowing my mind to the so fact. So the Broncos, the Broncos last five wins include the Browns who we all yep. even with Deshaun Watson deem as a, a very good football formidable team. opponent yes. yes the Vikings who were at the time the hottest team in football had won five straight themselves yep. the Buffalo Bills <laughs> who I you all know how I feel about the Bills yeah uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs for the years and since the they had beaten them yeah and the Packers yeah, it's it's hard to uh, – I definitely can't write the Broncos off. You know, in some weird way, they're going to find a way to get into that playoff picture and stay there. I just don't – like when I look at the AFC, are we really confident in like the a Broncos team led by Sean Payton and Russell Wilson in 2023 going in and getting a win? I'm going to say no. I'm not going to be shocked when this is a freezing gold take. The Broncos find a way, you know, and just get things done like they have all year. But thing, I, I just don't. They've proven, they've proven they can beat the Chiefs. Who's left? What mountain is left in the AFC? Who's left? Yeah, when you when you knock off the Bills, you it, they they got enough. Um, it, it's just. I, I love to hear your thoughts because I, I I think it's I, I don't. 
I don't know. That's why I'm stumbling over words right now, man. Like this is this is a team that I, I just I took stock in Russell Wilson. I forgot you sold that. it. He, you sold it. And I sold it. Yeah. I was like, oh, you should be playing from behind and Russ or Sean Payton's offense it'll look good. And I sold it off, thinking, yeah, I got as much as I can get out of this. No, I guess the train just keeps going, keeps climbing. Um, what what is your just take on like the Broncos itself. I don't have much to say about the Browns because without Sean Watson, it, where they're at right now, to be honest with you, the fact their quarterback is different every week, I feel like is an accomplishment in itself. And it says what they got defensively on that team. But I'm just – I'm lost with the Broncos. I, I really am. So, uh, excuse me. The, <laughs> the Broncos – I really don't have words to describe them because I look back at our week picks. I think I've missed on them five times in a row. Um, And I refuse to select them to win the game because I look at them and I see last year's team. I see the team that gave up 70 freaking points to the Miami Dolphins. Yes, this year. This year. And they're winning these games by limiting teams to under 50, 20 points and scoring one more point than them. This was their probably biggest margin of victory of this win streak. I, yeah. I can't explain it. I, I'm not even going to try to explain the facet of the game that they're figuring out a way to win. Uh, uh, look, the NFL is all about one score games. If you can win a majority of those, you're going to be a good football team, right? Like that's just a known statistic. Uh, rarely do we see teams like in high school or college football win all their games by multiple points. Maybe the 2007 Patriots or who comes to mind of like biggest margin of victories and whatnot, average, you know, average margin right. of victory. Um, but but if you win one score games, you're going to be a good football team. That's that's how it works in the NFL. You, you know, if you can win eight of them, you're going to be really good because you'll probably win 10 games, 12, 11 games, right? Um, that's what the Broncos are doing. And they're doing it in these weird fashions. They're, oh, oh you know, the Bills have a 12th guy in the field after we missed a field goal. Right. Uh, oh, oh, we came back on prime time to beat the uh, Minnesota Vikings because they missed a PAT earlier in the game. Right. Like 21, 20. Yeah. Like just, 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 I think they missed a PAT, but beat them by one point. Um, and it's just like, they're, they're, this is the type of team. If it were anybody else, if it were the bills, if it were the chiefs, if it were the Eagles, or the Eagles last year, it's the exact same thing. Right. How was I reacting to the Eagles last year? I was like, oh, my God, they can run the football. They play great defense. They have a great pass rush and they know how to win close games like they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And I was so early on them. Right. That, that's yeah. that, this is the Broncos scream that to me. But for whatever reason, I just look at them and I'm like. I don't know, man. I don't think I see it. Just, I don't think I see it. That's a tough sell. It's so <laughs> tough after what we've seen. They were like... one in five. They were one in five. And they're six and five. Like, I I guess part of the issue for me is if they were the Eagles of last year or whatnot, uh, they wouldn't have started one and five. And yeah. so the problem is they can go on a five-game win streak and burst themselves into the playoffs. But now you're still in must-win situations. Any other team that goes on a five-win win streak this earlier in the year, right, is sitting at eight and three sitting at eight and four nine nine wins whatever you know seven wins and they're they're like oh they can afford to lose a game or two because they're probably set into the playoffs but much like we find the buffalo bills in these early season struggles and where we would have seen the Bengals, these early season struggles make it so hard to have sustained success to get into the playoffs and now the broncos mm-hmm. all the success they've had could be for not if one guy gets hurt and they lose they lose two straight 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they, they've just given themselves such a thin line and hard path. Uh, can they make it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know how I can say no to that based on what they're doing. But to say that they've won five straight and they're just going to win out the rest of the way, that's not going to happen, right? They're going to drop a game or two or three, and they're going to have to find a way to to not, you know, scrap themselves into the playoffs um, and, and continue to have sustained success. And then they're going to probably have to find a way to beat Miami after getting embarrassed. What a story that would be if they play Miami. Yeah, that um, would be quite sorry. For the Browns, no further comments. Like I, I, I don't know what to think of them. I, I really, really don't. Without Deshaun, I know everybody hates him over in Cleveland. I think he's the worst player ever. He's a better freaking quarterback than DTR or whoever else. Would he is. He is, is man. Yeah, uh, he's oh, not the guy they pay about. for. He's not the guy they're paying for. But he's a better quarterback than than that. And. And the the fact that the Browns are even seven and four without Nick Chubb now they've lost you know uh, Nick Chubb and their quarterback man like yeah, that's, it, it's yeah, so that's impressive I think they're still a playoff team I really do I think they can win the AFC North uh, if they can keep pace with the Ravens but it's looking like the Ravens are going to run away with it man yeah yeah uh, side note they're not on the schedule but. Just thought you would like to know this was the first time that the Steelers gained 400 offensive yards in uh, 51 games. Um, just just wanted you to know that. <laughs> oh, that's <such laughs> since, since we were talking about the yeah. AFC North and we were just calling for Matt Canada's head for months. So, you know. No, yeah, it's it's really nice after, you know, I, I mean, I, I really laid my foot down last week and he got fired within the week. So, <laughs> love it. You that love was it. my. Uh, it was my Matt Rule moments. Definitely not as, you know, pinpoint <laughs> in terms of saying the week. I but, can't believe uh, Frank Red like, got fired, to go. man. I can't believe yeah. they fired. That's two in-season firings in a row. That's yeah, back like, and back. Why? Oh, my gosh. What a horrible franchise. Just... Yeah. It's, it's a very, very interesting. We're in this, like, period where teams will – go all in and they're kind of Mike Ray mentality of like if it's not working this year, we'll move on. But some of these older, older fashions, you know, you know, franchises, you know, I don't want to loop the Packers in there right away, but no, they're give at us the, time, man. Give, they're at give, the adult give, table when it comes when you talk about Thanksgiving, the Packers are at the adult table. The Steelers are there. The Ravens are there. Those who have ret- coach and player retention and GM retention. Uh, yep. You know, are there the Niners, the Cowboys, the the Chiefs? Although they're probably the most recent addition to the adult table, but um, yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day, man. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. Um, All right, talking about young teams, new coaches, Jaguars, Texans, some of the two Mm. most exciting teams in the league right now. C.J. Stroud is just breaking records, redefining what young quarterbacks can look like by the week and the Jaguars and this podcast loves the Jaguars. We talk about them all the time. We pipe, we hype them up me specifically, but uh, that we, we all recognize them as AFC contenders. Um, mm-hmm. And this was a, a bout and this was a battle 24, 21 final uh, Texans are clawing. We're down scored late to cut it to three. Couldn't get the onside kick. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts, man? Go, you can go Jaguars. You can go Texans first, but uh, man, I, I, I just, just go, because I got a lot to say. But just, just, yeah, yeah. And I'd love to hear that to say, because um, this is this is my stance, and I'm probably going to stand by this throughout the playoffs. I think the Jags, they they have 
team. Um, it, it is really going to rest on the shoulders of Trevor Lawrence to put up elite two great quarterback stat lines of throughout this playoff run. He's going to have that Joe Flacco type two 300 yard games with two, three touchdowns, no picks. Like you got to protect the ball because the Jaguars have that team now where it's not all on the shoulders of the offense. You have many ways to win offensively defensively. I thought it was impressive when we've seen what the Texans have done this year and with division opponents, I get, you know, there's the familiarity, but, there's nothing familiar about what the Texans have been doing this year. And so to see the Jaguars, that final score is deceiving of, yeah, it was a three-point game, but for most of the game, the Jags' defense was clamping down on what is going to be probably the offensive rookie of the year and a team that is, they might get in the playoffs too. At six and five, the Texans are definitely not out. Um, I, I'm just – I am very interested. I think the Jaguars – the biggest like wait and see team for me no matter what they do the rest of this regular season i've seen enough to a point where i would not be shocked if they're in the super bowl but if they have a bad game i won't be shocked they're first out they're just a team yeah. that they uh when they show up to play they're there but um man i, I i'd love to hear your thoughts because uh you definitely know the jags better than i do Davis Mills can attest. Man, the Jags, this was a huge win for them, and I'm glad they were able to hang on because this kind of solidified division champs for them. Um, obviously, extremities can happen, but they now have a two-game lead on the rest of the division. Like, Texans are the closest to them, although the Colts are six have six wins now too, but which is crazy, by the way. But yeah, – the Jags, man, you say they limited C.J. Stroud. Like, the man was 26 of 36 for 304, two touchdowns, and ran for another one. Like, I don't know Good if that's limiting that. much. Like, you know, you can't stop him. All you can do is try and contain him because this kid, man, I'm, I'm like, already bought in as a fan. Like, I, I and partially yeah. because I, I picked him up, like, right at the start of the run in, like, four different fantasy leagues, and he's just been winning me games. But that's how fandom started in the NFL, I swear. Um, but, man, I, the Jag, I'll start with the Jags. Defensively, they're so consistent. They've been very good. Um, good word, yeah. But I agree with what you said. I, I, I don't really have much to add in the sense that we're all in agreement that they are a playoff team, division winner. Most likely. Um, assuming they're still healthy, I could see them losing in the wild card to a team like Houston, right? Yeah. But I also could see them showing up and going into Kansas City and winning. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just so, like, the Jets have literally beaten everybody this year. They've beaten the Bills. They lost to the Chiefs in, like, a horrible game for both teams. Like, it, like no, it was field goal fest. Uh, like, right. Like, you, too. Um, and... Uh, the Jaguars, man, it's hard to ignore winning in the NFL and winning close games, and they've been doing that all year. Just like I said with the Broncos, the Jaguars have been winning close games all year. That Bills game was close, um, and this game was close. They were able to hold them off. But they also, to pair that, have had some dominant performances, right? They kind of beat up on the Titans. Uh, they beat up on the Steelers a little bit. Won a close game, going back through their schedule, beat up on the Colts. Um, so they've got a mix of ways to win. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what has been so surprising to me. 
I think as of late, their run game has started to struggle. ETN's rushing yards, and not just his fantasy numbers, but his rushing yards since their bye week have been down every week from what it was before. Um, and I'm interested, I want to see them get back to that, get back, because that's why I thought their offense was great. But in that absence, uh, Calvin Ridley has finally emerged, in my opinion, as as yeah. you know, a star receiver. He's had two great back-to-back weeks. Trevor Lawrence has been fairly consistent all year, hasn't turned the ball over a ton, throws for a lot of yards. Um, he's not doing things like CJ Stroud is doing where it's like, wow, you know, but I think that's relative yeah. to expectations as well. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence was in Houston, right. And putting up the exact same numbers Trevor Lawrence has put it, we'd probably be giving him a similar treatment than we're giving to CJ Stroud. So, um, I think that we just have higher expectations for T-Law rightfully so. Um, but he's winning games, so I don't really have much to complain. It's not like, like, I don't see much difference between what T-Law is doing and Mahomes is doing relative to their expectations. Like they're both having, one might say that law T-Law is actually having a better year relative to expectations because I think Mahomes is having a down year for Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence. I wouldn't say he's taking a leap forward, but I think he's taking a step forward. I mean, they're eight and three for crying out loud. Like they, they were a, they snuck into the playoffs last year going on a win streak to catch up to the Colts or not the Colts, um, the Titans to win the division. If we remember, like it was late, it was like week 14 last year was the first time I said, Hey, watch out for the Jaguars. They might steal this division. Uh, And then it came true. So this is, they're taking a leap forward in terms of regular season dominance and wins. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I have to snatch that. I'm not (laughs) trying to be Trevor. No, I want to say, I'm not, and I want to say it's all relative. Like my point was not that they're having better. He's having a better year than Mahomes statistically. It's that relative to expectations, Mahomes is down this year, but they're still winning games. And Lawrence is, relatively the same small step forward and they're winning games right so like right. we but we expected lawrence to take a leap forward and my response is like well they're winning games what more can you ask for right like lawrence is not in that mvp conversation like mahomes and i'm not saying he is i think he has not taken the leap forward relative to expectations but people are assuming that means he's playing bad and they're eight and three and he's playing good ball he's just yeah. not playing hero ball like cj stroud is or or playing you know 2011 you know drew Brees ball right like he, yeah yeah he he's playing you know who he's playing like it's freaking tom brady ball where it's like they're winning games and it's like oh yeah he threw for 200 yards two touchdowns interception but you know they're 10 and 2 <laughs> like right that that's where yeah. that's where i'm getting the feeling of the jaguars are dangerous just because their team is so good and right let alone a quarterback player. But I do agree with your point. If they're going to win playoff games and go on a run, it does fall on his shoulders. Yeah, and I think uh, I'm really glad you brought up, you know, the, the other quarterback situations and whatnot, because this is, I think, the bottom line for Trevor Lawrence, right? You bring up Tom Brady. Tom Brady on, like, his worst day, if he has bad game, Patriots probably lose. Like, it's, it's the reality. Trevor Lawrence, you look at his stats this year, 12th, touchdowns to seven picks through 11 weeks that's very pedestrian but then you look at his completion percentage it's above 67 percent yards per game is definitely more than enough and when you're winning games you're eight and three there's not a whole lot to nitpick I think it's more of just where I'm coming with my take is I'd love to see the Joe Flacco-esque run that ability to elevate and I'm not saying that I don't think Trevor Lawrence can 
Yeah, we have, saying, we have, we've seen I, him play two playoff games. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, like he's so right. young. He just, and let's not forget, that stage. let's not forget one of those playoff games was like the, what, the second or third biggest playoff comeback ever? Yeah, well, he, he was did phenom- it Chargers And game. he was phenomenal. So, yep. and, and we've seen Trevor Lawrence rise to the occasion, just like you're saying, all throughout his career in college. And I didn't watch him in high school, but – um, you know, oh, he's, he's been a winner his whole life, yeah. and that's that's the story about that's been the story about him forever. So, yeah, I, I'm I guess leave the conversation with Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars that I'm excited to see them in the playoffs and see which one absolutely low, As low for the Texans, floor, but yeah. yeah, low floor, not super high expectations, but I would be disappointed. I'll say this I'd be disappointed if they don't win at least a playoff game, or we'll say get to the divisional round. They Definitely. get a buy if they find a way to get a buy uh, and lose yeah. to like a Chiefs team or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay, well, you, you know, take it, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they were in the divisional; they won their division, like good year, uh, and then go from there. The Texans, where where where's the floor and the ceiling for the Texans at this point? Right, it feels like they're having a magical season, and you've got lightning in a bottle. The future's uber bright all of the sudden. Um, yeah. But is there a sense of urgency to you know? are we entering like CJ Stroud MVP conversation? And if so, like I would pair that with, can this team actually go to a Super Bowl? Uh, no and no, just, just from the <laughs> sense, uh, definitely the Super Bowl thing. I, I would, that it would have to be historic for a first year in a rookie quarterback. I mean, it has never been done. Not even before the Super Bowl era of quarterback duo, you know, coach, quarterback duo getting in up. I just don't see it. Shroud MVP talk is interesting. I think with the numbers and depending on the rest of the season plays out, you can make the case. Um, but just the, the Texans of the future, I don't think I care if they find a way to miss playoffs. Like if they stumble and finish 8-9 the rest of the season, I am a Texans fan, like, at this point. This has got to be the best you've been for since the Sean Watson period of yeah. before Bill O'Brien decided to ship off everybody. And you were building it. And the team was, like, 12-4 and four at one point with Deshaun. So, I think going into this next season is where Texans fans are just going to be more elated than ever, especially if they have a good offseason. They can bring in some decent veterans and kind of just – stabilize the roster but it's like right now i mean they're sitting at six and five and yeah it was a deceiving score only losing by three and it's a team that i would be very shocked if in the next couple years we're not talking about as consistent contenders because it's like they already got their coach and quarterback this year yeah so and here's the thing very rare here's the thing they have got their coach they've got their quarterback and I think they've got their receiving core. Like Tank Dell is a rookie yeah. as well, uh, who has emerged as a star. And Nico Collins is just as contributed. And I and I think we've got when I look at their receiving core, what they the numbers are putting up, it reminds me of like 2014, 2017, Jordy Nelson, right? Like yeah. just like a pure product of immaculate quarterback play. But you're still getting open and catching the ball. So like there's something yeah, that doing your job, right? right? Um, so I think that the Texans, I agree. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I just said that to, you know, get you to, Oh, you got to start the pot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I don't, I agree. I think they could go to playoffs and win a playoff game. I'm, you know, but I, I think that defensively they've still got some holes in their roster um, that need yeah. to be addressed. Stroud MVP conversations. I think I can make the case right now and I can make it extremely convincing, um, but I won't. I'll reserve that till when we I think to- it's convincing. Hey, it's another thing I, I don't mean to cut you off, but it needs to be said. Like Frank Wright got fired today and he was brought in as like an offensive guru to work with Bryce Young. D'Amico Ryans was the 49ers defensive coordinator. And CJ Stroud is lighting teams up with a rookie receiver and Nico Collins, who all due respect, six four big body receiver, but is no Tyreek Hill Jamar Chase. And yeah. so, like, to have the fact that you got your offense established and your head coach isn't even, like, D'Amico Ryan's can just focus on the defense this offseason is, like, that is just a great spot to be in. But, yeah. sorry. No, you're, you're correct. I, I think the ceiling is a uh, divisional round for them, um, whereas the ceiling for the Jaguars is Super Bowl. Uh, right. And the, the floor is lose out and be happy with the season. <laughs> like, yeah, pick, yeah. yeah similar to my stance on the Packers like yeah you know you're good man the season's already a W you know this was a good season we got we accomplished what we set out to do this year um, I don't have much more to add we can we no can, great takeaways yeah um, game of the week in my opinion and this to me was vindicating on a lot of my takes regarding Buffalo mm. Mm. um because I, I think that they are they vindicating. Can, vindicating, yes, vindicating. And I'll go first on this one. Bills lose to the Eagles in OT, drop to 6-6, six and 10th six, in the AFC playoffs. Uh, but as Tony Romo said, um, and I'm not just saying I'm vindicated because he said it, but as mm-hmm. I said last week, and I've said the whole year, the Bills can play with anybody. They can play with anybody. They can win a Super Bowl. They have the roster. They've got – it's like the Packers of old where it's like, well, Aaron Rodgers is on the roster, so I'm going to put him in the Super Bowl conversation. That's Josh Allen. I don't care about the interceptions. I, I don't – you know, let me ask you the question. Are you good with three touchdowns and an interception every week and 400 yards of passing? Like, or 300 yards of passing? I would think you would be. I would think you would be, right? You're moving the ball. The guy runs the ball. You had 80 yards and two touchdowns. He played phenomenal. He played phenomenal. Chips just didn't fall away. The Eagles, man, I, they just didn't find a way to manufacture wins. And then we'll get to the Eagles. But uh, the Bills, they got to find a way to make the playoffs, man. It's going to be a really rough ride. What did I say last week? They'd win one of their next three, two of their next three to have a chance, right? Uh, what I've got, their next two are now Chiefs and Cowboys, which, by the way, I will be at that Cowboys game. So this this could be this – Oh, this, this okay. Could, this could be – this could get very interesting for me. Um, I'm still riding with the Bills, man. They just took the Eagles to overtime. They had them on the ropes, and the Eagles just squeaked out of there with their lives. Um, probably didn't even deserve to win. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the Bills and what this shows you because I feel like you're going to go the other way. I am, man. I, I hate to be that, but I, I have to push back in the sense that I'm not taking away anything away at all from Josh Allen. Um, and I'm not even going to try and compare him too much to Brett Favre, but it's the ideology of we talk about the Packers as a great historic franchise and what we've done. But we've had two All-Fame quarterbacks in the years of 1922, 1992 to 2022. It's a 30-year span. That's two Super Bowl wins between the two guys. 
it's not a knock on Josh Allen. It's just the issues I've had with the roster all year long. The defense is not in that top 10 anymore. Um, it's not a team when you look at and you're like threatened by the team itself like you would look at with Philly. It's you're like, all right, Josh Allen has a good game. You know, we're going to be in trouble. But if you neutralize him or at least kind of contain him, you're going to be all right. And I think that's why this team is ultimately six and six. Um, I think in the playoffs, it's going to be a new different animal when teams are just there to try and rattle Josh Allen. And you run into these guys where they don't have the coverage for like the Dolphins. When I look at like the Ravens, there's just, they've run into so many issues this year and they have, they still have that upward battle of like the, the Cowboys still deal with, I believe. Did you mention the Chiefs? Is that in this two games? That's that's next. Or they're up, they're going to a bye, and then they've got the Chiefs. Chiefs, and then so they've Cowboys. got they've got five left. Um, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. Yeah, and you know, even even if they get in playoffs, it just feels like too much for a team that just doesn't have as much ammunition as the, the teams we've talked about between the Ravens and the Dolphins and the Chiefs and, yeah, you know, the Broncos. I'm not saying they're going to be a team to knock off the Bills, but it's just the idea of how deep the AFC is and they're currently sitting in 10th. Like, that is such a wild spot for them to be in at this point in the year. It's not like they're 10th no, this Eagles, in, they, this, this was a huge – loss not only because it drops them back so far but because they had them on the ropes they had and it was not a game that they were expected to win you know what i'm saying right Um, and and to me uh it doesn't change any of everything you're saying is completely true uh the math is very difficult from this point out for them to get but if they can go to overtime with the eagles they can win any of these games if not all of them because the Eagles are the best team out of these, you know, the Chiefs and the Eagles, I consider equals. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. That just feels like a cow. We've said multiple times that that game feels like a Bills rodeo because it's in Buffalo. And the Cowboys, yeah. are, due for, Cowboys are due for a blowout loss. Um, Chargers, Patriots don't scare me. And the Dolphins in Week 17 is probably going to be win and get in. That's probably where it's going to end, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that they need to split Chiefs-Cowboys, just roll over um, – you know, that could beat both the Chargers and the Patriots, roll through them. That gives you three wins. That puts you at nine and eight. Uh, and then you got to win to get to – or nine and seven, get to yeah, ten and seven, win and, get, win and get in in week seven, week 18. I think that's where we're at. Um, I see that for sure, yeah. Uh, and sure, maybe some other things might have to happen, but I think that they can get in at ten and seven. Um, but if they don't get in at ten and seven or they don't get to ten and seven, then you're absolutely right. They, they underperform this year. And they should have lost. But my point all along has been if they can get in at 10 and 7 or just get into the playoffs at any record, um, then they can win a Super Bowl because they can contend and play with anybody in the NFL if Josh mm-hmm. Allen is playing well. That's, you know, that's that's kind of been my point all along. And uh, I don't think they played up to that standard all year, but I think we saw probably one of the best games of the year last right. yesterday, yesterday. Right. Um, yeah. So. If they can, and I'm just going to say it again, like they can go to OT with Philly, a nine and one Philly team, they can beat anybody, man. That's that's kind of they could they could lose to anybody too. Don't get me wrong, they're super inconsistent. Yeah. 
No, but, it's shown it this year, but, but that's the, but the ceiling. The ceiling. I think we should still consider them Super Bowl contenders. Like I, I think if they get hot four games in a row, they can win a Super Bowl. Like that's you know, um, and they haven't been able to do that with Josh Allen yet. But I, I this Chiefs game is going to be exciting, man. It's it's going to be exciting. Yeah. No, that's that's a great Too way excited. to kind of, kind of just you know put a cap on things in the sense of the Bills. They can play with anybody. And in Josh Allen's best games, you're not stopping them. Like, they they could get that seventh seed, and if Josh Allen plays at his full potential, they'll be in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. It is just a matter of can they do it? Can they get through this gauntlet, get hot at the right time, and be the Bengals that we've been missing? We're not going to get this yeah. year. Can they kind of just heat up, you know, get into things? And um, I, I will say is tough of a loss as it is and it really hurts them mathematically you could argue this was great for morale in the sense that you had philly on the ropes and like yeah. they they should have got that win but yeah. um, no i i mean they played great. they've played since that broncos loss with the 12th man where they looked horrible all week or all night long right mm. um they, they, did, they did not deserve to win that game they blow out the Jets 32 to six and they play this game. They play two phenomenal games in a row. So you talk about maybe a little bit flying under the radar while simultaneously getting hot, similar to the Broncos have until now we're finally recognizing them. They played two right. games in a row. One of them's an overtime loss, but it was against Philly. So we'll see. The morale thing is very a very interesting conversation. Uh they got a bye week now, and then they're going into Kansas City, and I think it's all hands on deck. Um uh, if they lose that game. You got to win out, but I don't know. You know, that that Philly game is going to be all hands on deck. We said they had to win two of their next three. They beat the Jets. Uh, now they got to knock off Philly instead of Philly – or knock off Kansas City instead of Philly. But uh, do you have anything to add about the Eagles? I mean, this really doesn't teach me much other than they just know how to win football games and, and they're Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's just uh, – it's what they do. It's really since Nick Sirianni's been there, they just – they they know how to win games. Yeah. So um, – one final, one final game. We don't even really need to touch on the Ravens. We all picked the Ravens uh, to win this game on Sunday Night Football. Uh, yeah. Charger, Chargers dropped to four and seven. Any remaining playoff hope for them for you? or? Nah, man. Because here's the thing. Even if they find a way to stumble in, like this team has been cursed since they went 14-2 and two and fired Martin Schottenheimer. Like, they, they are just – they find the weirdest ways to just fail. And even it goes back to when they had the number one offense and defense, but because their special teams was like one of the worst of all time, they didn't make playoffs. Like there's just things you just, you just have to scratch your head. And one of them is why Brandon Staley still has a job, but it's, it's getting to the point where he'll be gone at the end of the year. They'll reload for next season, but like I saw a thing today, and it's kind of a good point. It's like Justin Herbert, like legacy wise, like I I know it's early for his career, but he he could have that Eli Manning arc if he wasn't with San Diego in the sense. Well, yeah, no, somebody somebody said like I was on Twitter. I think I know what you're talking about. He was like. What's the difference between the legacy difference between Eli Manning and Justin Herbert is that Eli Manning refused to play for the Chargers. Chargers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, 
Like, Justin Herbert's got all the physical tools, and it's hard to take anything away from the guy when you watch him play. It's just he plays for the Chargers. And that really brings me to, the, like, when we see teams like the Browns and even the Jets, they were able to win a couple games. What will the Chargers look like without a quarterback? Because we haven't seen it. They've had Rivers. They Before that, had Breeze. But between the transition of Rivers, it was Justin Herbert. So, like, I don't know, man. This is, this is a team that – could have went 0-16 had they, yeah, you know, dude, not yeah. had quarterback play that's been stable for the past 20 years or so. But, uh, I, I, I man, yeah. I don't know what it is about, you know, the Chargers and San Diego. They're not even in San Diego anymore. I know. They keep bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, L.A. now. It, it's – I really don't know what it is because their curse goes back to the Dan Fouts days. Honest to God. 80s, like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, it goes way back. Like, way back. how did this team not be more successful? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I really – I can't explain why they're cursed like this, why they can't get it done in the playoffs. Um, I can explain why this team sucks, and it starts and ends with Brandon Staley. But <laughs> um, I don't know. Their next uh, – here, here's their next couple games to finish out the season, which will make this an interesting conversation because I, I could foresee a run here. Uh, or, I could, or I could see them finishing with five wins, six wins. Um, Patriots next week, I think they win that game. Then they got the Broncos – yeah, they could win that yeah. game. They could lose that game. If they win that game, let's say they win that game, uh, then they got the Raiders. So I think they win. They go three straight. They get to seven and seven. Right? Classic. Classic. Then it comes to the Bills, and then it's both teams are in must need wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they got the Broncos and the Chiefs after that. So really, they have to sweep the Broncos, which I don't see them doing, uh, no. to have a chance to be above five hundred. Yeah, eight and nine sounds about right. Yeah, they might, yeah, they, they uh, so five hundred isn't objectively a thing anymore. Eight and nine sounds about right. Let's say they split the Broncos. They're four and seven now. They win three games. That gets them to seven and seven, and then they got Bills and Chiefs. If they win one of those, they get to eight and nine. So looks looks like a Chargers season to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Um. I, I don't. I don't. We'll get to the offseason on what they can do with their roster, but it's it's a debacle, man. It really is. Um, yeah. All right. Let's 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 pivot. Let's go to buy, sell, hold. I don't. You know, I'm open. The office is open. Convince me um, of something that I need to to purchase because I don't have anything um, urgent that I need to uh, acquire. But go ahead. This is my flyer, maybe the year, especially because of how he's played and other rookies have been playing. Um, Quinton Johnston, over 1,200 yards next year. Whoa! I am predicting that the Chargers get rid of Staley and bring in an offensive guy. I'm predicting that the Chargers light it up offensively. And just the injury history of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both – Sophomore slumps tend to happen more to quarterbacks than I feel like receivers and sometimes running backs will sometimes kind of pop out. And uh, Quentin Johnson is, let's just, I mean, to put it lightly, he's had a rough go. Um, he's been memed a couple times on Twitter. Definitely when I think of the Packer game, he had that bad dropped. I mean, would have been touchdown. But I'm going the other way here. And my confidence is at 1.5 because oh, I'm not going to stake my life on this or anything. 
But uh, I see the vision, man. I mean, Staley getting out and then bringing an offensive guy almost seems inevitable. Just to see what they got, you know, and Herbert and whatnot. But I just I see the vision. And <laughs> Uh, I mean, don't I don't feel like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I see the, I see the sales pitch. Um, but I, I just have not seen enough from Quinn Johnson. Uh, really anything. I feel yeah. like too much of your pitch relies on a new offensive coordinator being successful. Um, then, and Keenan Allen getting hurt again, uh, which is actually fairly likely, but, um, yeah. You're forgetting about Mike, I guess Mike Williams getting hurt again is also extremely likely, but uh, I'm gonna have to steer clear of that one. It's <laughs> it's just it's it's a little too risky for the portfolio right now. We're stressed a little thin on our home run balls. We're waiting, yeah. we're waiting to cash in on a couple of things that uh, you know we feel are 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 solid takes, but um, you know we are riding high in our Jordan Love stock right now over here. Mm. Eves is. Mm. Holding that, yeah, yeah, we're we're holding that for a lifetime. Let me tell you. And our Mike McDaniel coach of the year, dude, that was that was quite the buy. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I I I guess I've got something cooked up a little bit here. Okay, okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna go one confidence on this one Mm. confidence because I it's kind of liar. It's a flyer. It's a flyer, but it's less of a flyer than that Quinn Johnson thing. I think that Bill Belichick might be coaching for another team next year. Ah, we're going back to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's at two and nine, and what I've been hearing out of locker room. Uh, I could get behind that. I don't know if I had my portfolio today, but. Uh, it's a it's a flyer. It, it's a home run ball. You know, I I I don't think it'll happen, but the the profits and then it's too much to pass up. You know. Yeah, and you know, if it wasn't Belichick, I feel like any other coach in this situation is gone. I think that's why I really see the vision with this. Is like I agree with that. For sure. as an owner is probably looking at like the only reason I'm keeping him around is legacy. Which is hard not to. I mean, it's know. really hard not to. Um, but tough situation. Yeah, it's it's an interesting situation. Um, all right, that that rolls us into uh, our week thirteen predictions, and then we'll close out with a little QB power rankings talk. I'm assuming you don't have anything else to buy. No, no, yeah, it's a big enough risk. Today. All right, uh, and to recap, week twelve, I'm currently eleven and four. You're ten and five. Jake is seven and eight. Um, and we well, all, I need Bears to pull. Yeah, through, you man. do. You do have the Bears tonight. Sorry, and I have the Vikings, um, which I would like it if the Bears won this week. So I wouldn't be too mad uh, if we watched the week. But on the year, Either. that makes me 104 and 69, and you are 93 and 80, um, nice. or 90, 93 and 79, and 104 and 68. It counts that one, and I lost until I fill it in. But um, okay. We will uh, another solid week uh, for me and and for you too. Double digit weeks are always good. So um, building building the uh, building the report. But that takes Thursday night. Seahawks going into Dallas. I'm Dallas is kind of reaching a point now where I'm not going to pick against them unless they're playing a really rock solid team, and that's not how I feel about Seattle right now. Especially because Dallas. 
Dallas is coming off a full week's rest with back-to-back Thursday night games and um, or Thursday games, and Seattle's not. Yep. No, I'm I'm gonna have to uh, completely just second that. I mean, seeing what Seattle what happened to them against 49ers, and they just uh, they have not really taken any steps forward this season. It's just more or less the exact same team as last year. So I'll go with Dallas. Colts going into Tennessee. Interesting one. Kind of feel like Colts should pick up a loss here, so I'm going to go with the Titans, um, but it's really nothing the Titans are doing. I'm just going to division matchup. I'll take the Colts division matchup. I think the Colts are uh, having a better season and are a better team. So no. I think they I think they need it the, the the needed factor here. Falcons playing the Jets. Jets are on the no pick list for me at this point. Yeah, and this is where the Falcons like this is kind of where Arthur Smith saves his job is getting wins like these. So yeah, Falcons for sure. Lions uh, play the Saints in New Orleans. I think the Lions bounce back and just roll. Yeah, they need it, uh, especially what happened last week. I'll go Lions as well. Broncos at Texans. Oh. I'll go Broncos, man. I'll go Broncos. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. I refuse to pick them. Uh, yeah. Personal spite. Uh, I think the, tech, the, win, the win streak stops here. <laughs> um, yeah. Chargers play the Patriots. Like I just said, I think Chargers roll here. Um, yep. Yeah. Patriots are pretty close to that no pick list, but Belichick keeps them off it out of respect. Cardinals at Steelers. Uh, I think the Steelers may have turned a new leaf offensively. We'll, we'll discuss that next week if it portrays out. Yeah, and even if they don't, like, you know, it, they just have won so many games this year, like 16 to 10 type of deal. So I see the vision again. I got And two. they have something to play for, and the Cardinals don't. Yeah, uh, right, right. Dolphins at Commanders. I love the commies, but uh, I got to go Dolphins. Yeah, it's Dolphins MO. They beat up on bad teams. Pretty much. Panthers going into Tampa. Uh, great division rivalry. The interim head coach, cheese might be real this week, but I don't even know who the guy is yet, so I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I'm taking the cheese. I, You guys yeah. know me. I'm always taking the interim head coach cheese every single time. I didn't even yeah. know that either. I didn't know you got fired, um, but you know me. I, I, am, I am the interim head coach. You know, Got rolled, man. Profits. Uh, 49ers going into Philadelphia. Game of the week for sure. This is probably Philly's second loss here. Um, they've been really close lately, and uh, the Niners are just – they're, I think, the team that could do it. All right, so I had Niners written down for the same reasons, but you give them the opportunity to get a game advantage on you by taking Philly at home, so I'm not passing on it. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Can't <laughs> argue with it. It's just simple math and strategy, man. So we're yeah. all, we're fly, Eagles fly, baby. Uh, <laughs> Browns. In LA playing the Rams. Me. Browns. Rams. That's a close one, though. Me, that's a close one. The Rams got the win this week, didn't they? Yeah, Kyron Williams went off. Division oh. game, you know, so I give it to him, but still like the Browns. Oh, this is the Chargers. Um, yeah, I think I'll roll Rams here. Different for sake. I don't know. I, I could be convinced either way. Um, 
I might roll. You know what? Let me let me pull up the Rams schedule to uh, do some quick research here. What's their record? So they've it's won like five and seven. Yeah, I mean it's... they've won two straight. They beat up on the Cardinals. They snuck by the Seahawks. I think I'm gonna. I, I know you want me to go Rams. I think I'm gonna go Browns. I the defense yeah. is just yeah, the defense is just that good, and yeah. the Rams just. I don't know. They they just fall. There's not the that great. They can yeah. burn you offensively, but not against a good defense. Like they Bucks. have, they have just fallen into this weird world of mediocrity so quickly. Yeah, um, that Matthew Stafford is oh so familiar with being in, but that's mm. a conversation for another day. Uh, Sunday night football: Chiefs going into Green Bay. I think you guys all know who I'm taking. Uh, we all know who's yeah, taking too. Like yeah, likewise. Like this is. For the culture, yeah, I know you got Chiefs. I know let's get let's roll. I'm reminded <laughs> of a, I'm reminded of a Week 15 matchup uh, when we were uh, 15 and 0, but you know, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Coward. Still, still mad. Still mad. All these years later, still mad. Yeah. Um, all right, Bengals at Jaguars on Sunday Night Football. On Monday Night Football. This uh, could have been a phenomenal, phenomenal Monday Night Football game, but. Right. Fortunately, Mr. Joe Burrow is out for the year. Bengals season is kind of cooked. I'm rolling with Jaguars. I will concur. I will Jags as well. Sad to see what could have been such a great Monday night game. I'm sure when they dialed it up, the schedule makers were cooking with this uh with this one, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not not to be. Um, all right, that takes us through our week 13 predictions. And uh to close this out, we've got uh, 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 we're bringing back an old segment. Um, been a while since we've done a little bit of Chen's 10. Mm. Uh, and we have a, you know, we've kind of dialed into this a little bit, but Chen has his top 10 QB power rankings, current rankings. So no Burrow, no Rogers, no guys that are hurt. Um, current power rankings to present. And then we will discuss. So without further ado, go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, it's very interesting because if Burrow and A-Rod were on this list, um, it almost, I guess maybe almost take that into account of guys that were left off. Is If they're left off, they they were left off. Like, they, they would not be normally making my top ten. Um, but for current right now, given the injuries, uh, we got Mahomes at one. No shocker there. Lamar at two is kind of an MVP runner-up. Josh Allen, who we just talked about. Jalen Hurts at four. Dak makes his way into the top five. Statistically, it definitely backs itself up. Um, Tua is at number six. Justin Herbert, seven. Brock Purdy at eight. And closing out, we got Jared Goff, nine. With Stroud at ten, who I could be convinced them moving up. It's just he's a rookie. I feel uh, very weird putting rookies a little too high, especially with the rest of the season to go. But uh, pick it apart, man. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, initial thoughts are as of this season, I don't even know if Mahomes is number one this year. I think obviously if you're doing a QB power rankings, like guys you want to start a franchise with, you're not going to catch a you're not going to catch a crazy argument hot take for me today. But um, right. as of the last 12 weeks of football, uh, I think Lamar's number one. I really, I think he should be the MVP odds-on favorite. I don't know why he's not. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts. I'd love to say what I said last year about Jalen Hurts. 
I don't know if it's as applicable this year. I think that I, not that they've taken a step back. I'm glad you see it. Yeah, yeah. No, not that they've taken a step back or anything. I just think statistically, it's not as as dominant. He's throwing a little more interceptions and a little less touchdowns. I think AJ Brown had a great run. He's cooled off. Um, and, and you know, I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles finish 14 wins and, and Jalen Hurts does win the MVP just off that alone. But um, I actually like your top four outside of Mahomes. I would probably switch Mahomes and Lamar. Uh, Josh Allen, I think, is still number three for me. This is where if Burrow is here, I, I'm giving Burrow the edge over Dak at five. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I really – or even if Kirk had stayed healthy, like, he was playing that good. <laughs> like, he really – he really They was. were in that conversation, yeah. And, and who knows about – I really can't say anything about Rodgers. If we see 2022 Rodgers, I don't think he's better than any of the guys on this list. 2021 Rodgers, probably in the top two or top three. But uh, Definitely. I won't have that conversation. We didn't see him play this year. Kirk, I think, is in the top five. Burrow, he's probably in my top five as well. Uh, yeah, just from name alone. Yeah, yeah from name alone. Um, Dak at five, though, I, I respect it, man. I think that um, if you want to make an MVP case outside of Lamar, I think you should be second. I really, I really like you talk about, and then probably Stroud after that. Talk about a guy that is just completely elevated um, and is elevating his team, playing the best ball of his career. Uh, that's Dak right now. He is playing the best football we have ever seen him play ever yep. in a Cowboys uniform. And that can't go unnoticed. It really can't. Um, and I'm interested to see is this the year for them in the playoffs? You know, we've asked that question for 35 years. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Wait, we know. Steve, keep waiting. Yeah. Six and seven, I probably – I don't think you're going to get much pushback when I say this, or I'm going to get much pushback. Uh, Tua and Herbert, I probably flip-flop. I just lean towards Herbert off arm talent. Statistics and wins this year, I see why you put Tua above. Yeah, that's like, the thing. This is, and, and I feel bad because I'd love to just, like, have some – you know, like we used to with the basketball takes and whatnot, just, like, have some – Go at heated, it. Heated <laughs> arguing about this list, but it's a fairly solid list. Uh, however, this is where I think I'd put Stroud at eight. I yeah. think right now, I, I really think CJ, if CJ Stroud was year two, like, you know, if he I mean, was Jalen, yeah, if he was Jalen Hurts last year, right, where it's like, oh, he's new to the conversation, we can't move him up that quickly. And then we get to the end of the year, it's like, oh, yeah, he's top three, like in the league. Like, he had a phenomenal year. That's how I feel about CJ Stroud right now. Like he, not only is it paired with incredible statistics, it's winning games that they're not supposed to be winning. And that's where it's like, it's like, Oh my gosh, this guy has just elevated this franchise to somewhere they didn't expect to be even close to. Um, So I put Stroud at eight golf at nine Purdy on the list 10. I'd have to go. I, I didn't, I mean, I like it. Statistically, it's there too. Yeah, it's that, there. That's statistically. why I, I had the you know the seventh round narrative. But the reason him and Goff were above Stroud is because, respectfully, especially from Goff's standpoint, they're doing for their teams what we would want for Stroud and what Stroud's doing right now. In the sense that Goff, starting last year, helped turn this Lions team around. We can put it all on Dan Campbell, but a lot of that is on your quarterback and the leaders in your locker room. And especially with like Brock Purdy's case coming as a seventh round pick, not only did he light the world on fire as a rookie last year, but he's continuing to do it this season. So their longevity is what puts them above Stroud for me right now. I want to put right out on the air, like, like CJ Stroud, I'm not shocked next season if we're going in and he's in my top five rankings. 
because of what he's already shown, what he's done with this Texans team, who I think is more depleted than even the Lions of last year and two years ago. And he's just getting it done. It's just for me, and it might be to a fault, I I don't like to jump the gun. And I missed it with Jalen Hurts last year in the sense you jumped on him because you saw it and you you just know. Um, And I think with Stroud, I kind of know, but I I don't want him to leapfrog the guys like Purdy and Goff, who I think should be getting their flowers, especially this season. No, I uh, fully agree with everything you said. And and the thing with Purdy at 10 on my list, I'm looking through all of the teams in front of me and trying to find who would be the best substitute, who's next, right, Who who's close. Yeah. The guy that's there, the guys that are even, like, in the conversation for me are Jordan Love, who people are going to hammer on me for taking as a Packers fan. But – Jordan mm-hmm. loves Sam Howell, which is not there for over Purdy at all. Neither is Love, by the way. Uh, Geno Smith, down this year. After that, you've got guys like Bryce Young, Will Levis, Baker Mayfield. Uh, did, who the heck is the Giants quarterback? It ain't going to be Kenny Pickett. It ain't gonna be <laughs> Mac Jones. Yeah. Like, I'm going through – I mean, maybe Derek Carr, but no, he's been down this year. Like – it, it, it's kind of aids to what Brady was saying, where there's some poor quarterback play this year. Like this, it I, is. I mean, it it is. Really, like you, you fill out this top ten. You look at who's left. It's like, oh my gosh, is Jordan Love actually like in the top thirteen? Like hands down, no debate. Like yeah, he probably is because I'm taking him over Baker. I'm taking him, maybe Minshew, maybe. Maybe Minshew yeah. gets the edge over Love, but now we're talking about Gardner Minshew in the top 12 quarterbacks in the NFL. And it's like, holy crap, what world are we living in? Um, yeah. Partially because guys like Rodgers, out for the year. Guys like Burrow, out Burrow. for the year. Guys Earth, like yeah. Kirk, out for the year. Uh, those are the guys that round out your top 15, right? <laughs> uh, they're yeah. gone. Um, I honestly probably would take Josh Dobbs at this point over over Jordan Love on this list. I really think he's mm, that's it, that's interesting this, because this, like, this year him and Jalen Hurts have the same TD interception ratio. Jordan Love, I don't want to start the conversation today, but I'll do it. Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love, I believe, are both nineteen and ten. Which and even if it's similar numbers, it's like I had Hurts at four, and there wasn't there's not going to be a lot of pushback there. So that's why for me, it's like with Jordan Love being that top 12, 13, I don't personally even see the pushback. And I guess my my other – I just have to hear your thoughts. I'm not pushing back on Love top 12. Oh, 12, no, no, no. But uh, I'm, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, wow. That's the, guy, that's the guy I forgot I about. I had him at 11. I knew there, there was any... a guy. I knew there was a guy I forgot about. Yeah. Trevor, yeah. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is first guy out. I might take him over Brock Purdy. Probably not. Okay. Probably But not. you're agreeing, yeah. First out, Probably like it's – He's there, you know, and I'm not saying, like, as a talent, he's not even top 10, but, like, in terms of quarterback hierarchy this I think year, he's, he's number like, 10, if not for C.J. Stroud going crazy. Absolutely. On your yeah. list. I have Stroud at eight when we went through it, but um, it's hard for me to put Law, T-Law over anybody on that list besides Stroud, but I'm going to go Stroud. But Goff has just uh, – I'm – I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm in. I love what Goff has done, and I'm a huge. Yeah, fan it shouldn't be under career renaissance. You talked to early in the podcast about Thanksgiving takes and whatnot, and I had to listen to family members just, just, just hammer Jared Goff and say the Lions will never win anything with him. And I was like, 
What are you oh, talking man. about, man? They're eight and two. Yeah. Like they're eight and two. What do you mean you're gonna win nothing? Like, oh, they can yeah. win all the regular. You know, Jared Goff, he's a perennial loser. He went to a Super Bowl while he was carried by Todd Gurley and whatnot. Well, he went to a Super Bowl. Would you say the same thing? Are you gonna say the same thing about Joe Burrow? No, you're not, right? You're not gonna say that. So I uh, I got fired. Right. In living in the Chicago area, I heard some just outlandish Justin Fields takes. But oh, next, boy. <laughs> next year, you know what we need to do? We need to have a Thanksgiving debrief pod. We don't even talk about football that week. We just write down everything that we heard, and we discuss the worst takes of Thanksgiving. The number one that. worst take, I can say it off the top of my head, the number one worst take I heard this year was that the Bears should move on from Justin Fields and trade him for a first-rounder and then use that first-rounder to not select a quarterback. They said they should not pick any of the quarterbacks in this draft. They should just move. They need to get rid of Justin. Run with Tyson Bajan. That's why I did. No, they didn't even say that. They didn't. They just said, they just said, I don't like Fields. He's not our guy, but we need to build out the rest of the roster. I said, oh, would you draft Kayla Williams or Drake May then? No, we need to build out the rest of the roster. Well, so why wouldn't you keep Fields on his fifth year option? Wow, he's terrible. We don't need him. That was the take. <laughs> that was the take man that was the take that and the golf take were um you know criminal levels of just not ball not knowing but yeah you're right yeah yeah <laughs> just football ignorance but wow. uh, that's uh that's gonna wrap us up i i don't have much i think lawrence is 11 that's you know good yeah good spot for him definitely lawrence 11 Love in that 13, 14 range, maybe 12. I could be convinced I'd have to go through everybody, but probably. Yeah. Stafford's in the conversation on name alone as well. He was 12 for me. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, where, where do you have Russ, actually? He was above 15, I remember, but I believe it was like 13 or 14. Yeah, like he was in that, that upper, like, he wasn't the 16 or 17 quarterback. I believe I still reserve that for Carr. But, uh, yeah, he, he uh, you know, he's above average. We'll give him that. Um, and even, you know, if we get some responses back, I'm already thinking about next week running backs or receivers. I don't know if you – Yeah. But I enjoy this top ten kind of breakdown because I like to try and keep it realistic, man. You know, you see I didn't throw love in there. I could have – I could have made the case. <laughs> I could have made the case. But um, especially when it comes to players, I really like to just break down, you know, their game-by-game kind of – even past year, you take that into consideration, current rankings. Um, but, yeah. No, I uh, got to yeah. love it, man. Chance 10. Um, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and TikTok and YouTube. Um, share in your suggestions, DM us. Um, and we'll be back next week with our week 13 recaps and, and kind of discuss the playoff picture as we get ever closer um, to playoff football. Uh, but we'll be back next Monday with, uh, with the same thing. Any closing thoughts? No, just uh, I need the Packers to keep rolling, man. Yeah. Go keep Pack on, Go. Keep on going. <laughs> go Pack Go. Thanks again, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Take care.